Woo-ha! Welcome! You have reached the Dweeb Rose Podcast, where we talk video games, video game news, and the games that we play. My Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Halloween. My name is Dweebo. I am your uh, plumber for the evening, <laughs> or the morning, or the midday, wherever you, you can watch it anytime. Wherever you're YouTube at, is, whenever you're listening. YouTube, we can plumb your pipes. <laughs> yep. Um, here we come. Uh, so I'm Dweebo. This is our special Halloween podcast. Very Let's special. go down the line with our costumes. I am the famous plumber, <laughs> hashtag or hash slash uh, wedding guy. Mario. Mario. Mar- yeah, Mario. I am the Mario from Mario, Mario Odyssey. I don't remember Mario wearing that. And the new one, he gets nuts. Oh, spoilers! Wow, this is spoilers! A spoiler. Blur this out! Spoilers! Blur it out! He's a walking is spoiler. It amiibo? Is it Amiibo? Is it, I guess it is. I didn't oh know uh, Bowser had a white suit. I can't even play the game now. I'm really, I'm triggered. So I'm a, I am a uh, spoiler. Man. Um, I am Nacho Libre. <laughs> from the greatest film from 2006. They made it a Game Boy Is game. that a good flick? I've never seen that. It has very little dialogue and a lot of nipple twisting. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's, your, it's your average Jack Black movie. Okay. They, they made it a game too for like Game Boy. I, or I cannot believe that. So like, we're all uh, basically video game stuff. I am hungover Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> Does he still dance or is it? Uh, no, he just he woke up from a long night of dancing. He twists one time and falls over. So, yeah. you know. So happy Halloween from all of us Woo-hoo! here on the Dwee Bros podcast. Um, you know what? Hopefully you're in an outfit yourself. Do you Hopefully. have any candy for them? Um, no. no, I have life advice. Oh. Oh. Our tricks, we have no tricks. Yeah. We only have treats in the form of game news. Game news. Game so news. our first treat is a Kit Kat of, here, and I'm going to throw it towards the camera and you guys just catch it when it comes. Make sure you grab it. Super Mario Odyssey came out. And you should have it. And you have it now. Um, not the game, but the yeah. Kit Kat, the, the fake Kit the Kat, fake, the fake, no truth news. It's not, yeah, it's not fake news. It's um, Super Mario Odyssey. It's fun. You think I've played it? I could become tell. it. <laughs> it has engulfed yeah, your life. Yeah, you must really enjoy the game, yeah, considering I, you got a white suit. It ain't my, it ain't my life. Up. Um, Do you play so, a game like that? <laughs> I feel like I can't even talk about this game seriously. Hold on, please tell me when you do a review of that game and you do like you're you're playing it, reviewing yeah. it. Please wear this suit. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I should go home and do that right now. Um, yeah, it's funny to even talk about this game wearing this. It's like I have no, I can't be unbiased. Actually, you gotta hear me better. You oh, shaved. Oh my god. You just shaved. This is a, this is the next amiibo. He doesn't I, have a mustache. He just shaved, guys. Clean shaved wedding Mario. New Amiibo. That's the hardest one to get. It's yeah. It's supposed to be yeah. Best Buy. It's like five. Uh, like... So, I uh, I really am laughing about reviewing the game dressed as this. I'm so biased. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, this is where you come from an unbiased opinion. Surprise. Uh, no. Um, so, it has been seven years since the last like time. mainline. Mm-hmm. I, you can skip over Super Mario 3D World. Loved that game. But that was more like co-op. They tried some... Crazy Weird things. things. Like that. It was kind of a spinoff kind of thing to me. Mm-hmm. Loved it, but Super Mario Galaxy One and Two were so good. The main complaint most people said was 
where can it go from here? Like, we've already reached peak Mario. Well, they did it again with Super Mario Odyssey. I uh, love this game. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is, to a degree, some people were comparing it to, like, a Zelda, the Breath of the Wild, for Mario. And it is. It is kind of a reimagining in some ways of some of the stuff they do. Some of the stuff you're doing in this game <laughs> is like, I'm freaking playing this in a Mario game? What am I... It, it's it's crazy. It's nonsense, yeah. some of the stuff you're doing. Um, it almost takes... Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, it takes some stuff, I feel like, from the Paper Mario series in the sense of goofiness. Yes, and that's why I think, like... Because I don't know if we're ever going to get into the Paper Mario or what yeah. they're working on. If it's not going to be like a sticker game now. But, um... It's just it's it's. I think the word reimagine, the vision of Mario is probably the best yeah. way to put it in terms of like not even like but game basic gameplay. They just kind of toss a lot of stuff at you and it's working. I yeah. mean, I, I'm in love with this game and uh, haven't put it down since I picked it up. Yeah. So I'm very happy. I think the best part about it is that the graphics that Imagine Galaxy and HD. Yeah, like it it'd, it'd be the best game there is, but. It looks great. There's yeah. even stuff that I've never seen in a Mario game, which is like really good, like lighting through trees and certain parts. It just parts. looks and I'm so. Like, I've never seen good. this in a Mario game. This is weird. This is cool. Is it kind of like where for a couple of years ago the big thing was the Unreal Engine Four? Here's what Mario would oh, look yeah. like in HD. Here's what Zelda would yeah. look like, and uh, it kind of looks like maybe you're kind of getting that. We're now. finally getting the and HD Mario. And there's so Mario. much detail shoved into this game. Like there was stuff I was noticing. Like I came up and there was like fire. And I kind of mm. ran towards it. And I turned the camera around and laughed because Mario turns around and his face is like All with ash. Like he's got <laughs> burnt a little bit and like fricked up a little bit. So um, can, I, can I ask a couple questions? Yeah. I am curious. Um, how does it control? Like does it control well? Um, I, a big thing for me with Mario games is I like the full moveset that there mm-hmm. was in 64, Super Mario 64. Yeah. And over the games, they kind of got rid of like the triple jump or like the sideways okay. jump and stuff. Does it have like a full move set in yeah, this game? The triple jump is still there, and okay. the backwards jump, and the jump forward. That looks, but they yeah. they added some to the jump forward. I don't know if you noticed this. Yeah, you, okay, so and you'll find this out when you play. Yeah, because uh, I know he's he's still working on it. He's going to get to it. He's just a lot of a lot of games. But um, we used to be able to jump forward, and a lot of speedrunners use that to quickly yeah. get to one area. Now, when you jump forward, Mario does a barrel roll. Oh, and okay. Starts rolling. That's cool. Um, but you don't have to do it. You can keep jumping forward. So, uh, yeah, cool. the whole original 64 moveset is there. Um, the only thing I've, I, I've... And if I had to give it something a bad... And not even like a bad remark, but like a... You kind of like change something like you did with Brawl. I said, remember when people slipped in yeah. Brawl? Yeah. You don't slip with Mario, but his he's a lot more loose. His control is a lot... slippery? Yeah. Huh. But Which, I've always felt that in all the Mario games, he's a little bit slippery. See, I don't know. I don't. I didn't feel that. I don't know. Maybe I didn't think. I. I don't know. It's just more noticeable now. Mean. Like I'm trying to make a very precise jump, and I'm slipping. Yeah. Like, uh, my second question is, um, and obviously you don't. Maybe you don't want to get into full details, but the Cappy stuff. I think that looks so much fun. Mm-hmm. Do they make good on the premise as far as you Absolute can throw this hat on so many things? <laughs> Absolutely, oh, it's awesome. Cool. Um, they go into wacky stuff with that, yeah. like. They take it to its farthest extreme. Oh, like, awesome. That's what I was hoping they would in do. In certain stuff. Like, um, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but there is a moment where I was just like, I can't believe I'm playing a Mario game on this. It's been my favorite moment so far. And it just was... <clears throat> this game also, along with Breath of the Wild, brought back like that feeling of exploration mm. in those old NES games and SNES yeah. games where you're like, what the frick? 
I didn't know you could jump on the blocks and run away and and find the level warp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff from the old Mario games. That stuff is back and then some. Like you're doing stuff yeah. like, whoa, what the... If I do that, it does do that. Oh my gosh. And you're like freaking out because you're discovering... And I'm just having a really... As great the same time. level of like Breath of the Wild of like, wow, this is really... That's awesome. Fun. So graphics look great. Music. I just got to some place. I think you're right behind me. <laughs> yeah. But you're about to get to it where I had to stop playing. I just was like... Had to take in the music for just a second because I was like, "This is incredible! Like music, it's been awesome." So, uh, I, music's been incredible too. Yeah, that's and one thing. I, and, that's another thing is like the whole entire sound behind the game, and yeah. that's what gave Breath of the Wild such a bigger score yeah. than what I gave it because you know you guys knew what I kind of ended <laughs> yeah, up thinking at the here. end. But in the end, Nintendo's games, the way the soundtracks are, are almost always phenomenal. Yeah. They really care about that a lot. I would say everything is also just tuned to perfection. Mm-hmm. Like I even was like, this is so little and no one else would do this in the game industry. It, I went to the edge of a level, so where you could fall off of it. Because mm-hmm. um, like what you do is you go level to level. It's like Super Mario 64. Like You have these big like main levels and whatever, and there's mm-hmm. stuff in them to do. I went to the edge of this level, and like it was in a sand place or whatever. And on the sand, it sounded like your footsteps sounded some way. And I got to the very edge of that... Like the very corners, and it sounded different when I ran. I took and I that like stuck with me for some reason. Cause I was like, no one else would freaking change yeah. it. Yeah, no but they took go the time to, that level to change of, like, it. Perfection. So, uh, wow. Yeah, this game is so fun. The challenges are fun. It's like Super Mario sixty four um, meets Super Mario Galaxy because it has the you go to these main levels, but then instead of like having like ten stars per level that you have to get, and then even when you get them, it kicks you back out of level and you have to go back in. Yeah, yeah. this will keep you in the level. Sometimes it will morph the level. There's new characters or new NPCs oh, wow. that or whatever. It, when you get a main... It builds upon like, itself. They're called moons in this game versus the stars in the other one. Almost like how Ukulele did it. Yeah. That's actually I, funny. I will say, I played this and, I, and some of the music on one level or two levels, I was like, this sounds like a Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> wow. thing. And uh, also, the there's... There's stuff you can collect in each level that are unique to each level, and that mm-hmm. reminded me of old and 64 yeah. platformers too, where so. it's like they're collectible. But uh-huh. uh, very incredible. Props game. to Nintendo. But it's it's fun just doing little tiny stuff like here, like oh that gets you a moon, and oh look under this rock, there's one. Like it's it's yeah. that, but there's like so much more. It made me think level. about how, and this is why I think Nintendo's franchises are considered like the best franchises over like, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, Mario. Zelda, then Halo. You know, Master Chief. Yeah, Nintendo has a richer set of IPs than mm -hmm. anyone else, including Sony. And I think a big reason why is we're not seeing, you know, Mario games are not being stacked a one to two years. This has been seven years. Yeah, they take their time on them. And this is what we get. On the mainline titles. Yeah, and this is what we get. And, And that's why I think it makes it so much more, like... Just man, like this is great. It's an event when one of these games drops. Yeah, and it's and I really am excited for us to get to our end of the year um, podcast talk about just the year the Switch has had because yeah. there's still more to come. Yeah, but even if you just isolate it to Zelda, the Zelda we got this year yep. and the Mario we're getting this year dropping in the same year, that was enough. That's enough to miss <laughs> the console. In, yeah, that's insanity. So, so. yeah, Odyssey. We'll see how it keeps going. Um, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more here in the future. Yeah. Do you want to jump to South Park? Okay, so, um, out of this whole group... uh, Another children's game. Another, yeah, a very... Look, if if you have a kid that's about eight years old and he walks up and says, Hey, Mom, hey, Dad, 
I want to play a game called South Park. Buy it for them immediately. Yeah. They will learn so much, and they will become richer in culture because of playing it. Yeah. And <laughs> they true. may they may fart more. This yeah, game, more, this game, um, South Park: The Fractured Butthole came out, and I picked it up, and I didn't put it down. And what was what was the best part about it was I played the Stick of Truth beforehand, and those who didn't play Stick of Truth, it was kind of a parody about the South Park crew. Um, in the Lord of the Rings, okay. and it was kind of like, "Hey, you're a new kid that moved into town," and it became its own episode. And it's literally animated, and the gameplay is like you're in an episode, and so it, it just immediately makes you feel very involved. And but it was short. Secret Truth was really short, about nine to ten hours. You can get through it. Very simplistic RPG. Very basic, like turn based. Yes, right? like, it was turn based. Imagine a. Your typical magic you know, and swords yeah, and you didn't really change um, Paper Mario type of RPG. I mean, that's what's crazy yeah. about it is you have a very limited amount of move sets. You have buddies you can switch out. Yeah, South Park: The Fractured Butthole completely changed the whole standpoint. They, I was shocked when I saw you playing it, hey, and I said, "Whoa, they changed everything about this." So when you get initiated in a fight, which a lot of things this is based on the combat, um, as much as an exploration RPG, you have combat in it. Um, you're given a grid that you can walk upon, and you can level your characters up to either be a character who can move a lot, a character that can take a lot more health, a character who can cause more damage but is slower. And it actually added some really cool RPG moments into this game, making it like way better than what it should have It was more it like been. a Final Fantasy Tactics yes. like, top-down grid view. And, um, yeah. and it was just a... Hey, it was clever. Very, very raunchy. Um, Did you beat it? Yes. Beat it. Uh, 22 hours, and I beat it. Oh. I uh, loved every minute of it. Just very raunchy. Uh, that's the only would, thing I have to say. Would you say the fan service level, like if you're a casual fan of South Park, is this for you? If you're a mega fan, is this for you? If you've never watched if South Park? If you never watched South Park, you probably won't like it. Gotcha. You, uh, I can tell you that right now. If you've watched some South Park and you think the humor is funny, you'll like it. I think you'll. that's how good of it is. It's just a good game in general. But then on top of that, with the humor of South Park yeah. added to it, and the exploration base, like the fact that you can explore all of South Park. Yeah, that's the most appealing thing. thing to me. I think is oh, going dude, the things, around all the houses. The things that they added. I just, don't watch South Park, but I think of in the sense of the TV shows I watch, and I yeah. go like, if I could explore that, that's a no brainer. So if you're yeah. a fan, get it. And I, I ain't even played it, and I know. Yeah, is it pretty freeform? Like it's all like from the get go. Like the you get-go, can travel around the whole town. No, they they add blocks where there's blocks of lava, which you can just work your way around on the okay. map. But you can't just cross immediately into. Okay. But as you level up, you unlock a special fart power buddy. Okay, Dude, great. It's all games all based great on fart. fart power buddy. Dude. I was looking for that. And I'll tell you right now, like, when they say the words fractured butthole, <laughs> it involves a lot of fart jokes, man. <laughs> I, it's the lowest form of comedy, and it, it just works. That's great. Um, cool. So, yeah, it was a great game. I really enjoyed it. And if you're a mega fan, I'm sure you'll be sitting here commenting how much you loved it, too, so... Uh, just let me know what you guys think. I was very happy with it. Very good game. Cool. So, but turn it back on to you. So, because you've been playing this game, and I'm going to talk about that later. You sure? Because I didn't come out this month. Okay. We're talking about new releases. Okay, that's fine. I, I well, hold that surprise in. Well, okay. It's not a surprise. I talked about it last. Time, but it's but. still funny. It's still really funny. But I want to get into spooky mood. Spooky and we're mood. We're going to get evil. So. Um, a game dropped this yes. month called Evil Within Two. Are you guys? You guys play those games? You played the first one. You played. I know about the Evil Within One. I didn't okay, play. I don't. I'm much. It. I'm much of a scary guy. Here's where I've been at. You might be wondering, Travis. 
You haven't been talking about any of these new games. You haven't been talking about any of this. <laughs> yeah, where you been? And we'll get to what I've been playing at the end of the show. Wumpa fruit. But what I can tell you before we get to the end of the show is I've been playing some scary games this month. I've been playing some spooky you games. Don't want to spook. And uh, the Evil Within Two, um, I have not played it, but I- I'm really interested in this game. So for me, when I look at that game. Um, to me, it looks like a Western kind of a game because mm-hmm. it's published by Bethesda and it looks like a very like serious game. I'm starting to hear things where like it's very much like I, it's a very Japanese game and I didn't realize that. Um, I just finished playing a Resident Evil game for the first time this month and uh, I was over the moon. I guess I could kind of bring that up now. Like I loved, I played Resident Evil 4 this month and I absolutely loved that game. Mm-hmm. Um I had never played it before, but it was very, like, this mix of, like, Japanese action with mm-hmm. horror. It kind of reminded me almost like a Metal Gear Solid at times, like, yeah. with the different bosses and stuff. So I've been doing some research into Evil Within 2, and I didn't realize it's kind of similar to that in some ways. Like, it's got, like, funny moments. It's got interesting moments. So that game's on my radar. I haven't bought it yet, but it's been getting really good reviews. It looks really good. The thing about it, though, that I think makes it an interesting story is... Um, number one, it went open world for this game, which I, I thought is which uh-huh. I thought that was weird because I don't know open how world scary open game. world scary <laughs> game works. So you're just running around on yeah. the horseback, and like I, I, it deals a lot with like messing with your perceptions. Like I've heard there's things where like you'll go into a room from like a hallway, and then you'll go back out the door, and it's a different building. Like it does a lot of like messing with That's space okay. and stuff. And like I, another person was talking about, they were kind of walking, and then like. They kind of just saw, like, the other part of the town, like, lifting and, like, kind of going sideways. And I've heard it described as almost Twin Peaks-esque with some of the, like, creepy environment. I thought it was more just straight up, like, guts and, like, zombies horror. But what I'm learning is it's much more, like, weird and intricate, like, almost David Lynch kind of stuff. So um, that game's on my radar. I'm going to be trying to pick it up. I'm trying to catch up on some games, but I wanted to kind of talk about that because I thought that sounded really interesting. Cool. And it wasn't a game that was on my radar until now it's come out. The second reason why I think it's interesting is this game has not sold hardly any copies. Mm-hmm. And it's like the fourth Bethesda game in a row that is like majorly yeah. bombed. Mm-hmm. Um, Prey came out this year and way undersold. Evil Within came out and way undersold. Dishonored 2 uh, for them last year undersold. Yo, yes. And there was something else they released recently that majorly undersold. And I think I was wondering what you guys think about this. Um, do you think that has to do with the fact that they don't put out review copies for the games? Like, uh, I, I don't think like it helps. They're, they're games, <laughs> they don't like, help to me. Like, Evil Within is something I'm interested in now. But the reason why I haven't played it yet is because it literally took until after it came out, and I started hearing things that interested me about it for me to even catch buzz about yeah. it. They're like, so Bethesda continued with the games that they published, they continue to not really get the buzz out. Even yeah. Doom when it came out. And Wolfenstein just came out, and Wolfenstein is way underselling. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah. yeah, so like, what, Good game, what is what is the deal with them? Why are they I, why are I think they it's two things. That? I think one thing, the review thing doesn't help. But think of, like, this year. It's nuts. Like, yeah. I have, there's a lot of games from the beginning of this year, like mm-hmm. Yakuza, yep. um, Horizon I still haven't played, Nier, Nier Persona. Like, uh, how am I going to find time for Evil Within 2? Or yeah. like, how am I also going to find time? Like, I loved the first Dishonored. Didn't play the second one. <laughs> Partially because I felt like I had everything in Dishonored 1 that I liked and I didn't feel like a need for a second one. Yeah. But even people were saying, this is a great game. 
Yeah, there's a freaking Zelda and a Mario coming out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so much it's stuff hard. that's packed in. It's like some stuff had to fall out. and like It's that. hard to be a $60 game cut. and compete to me. Yeah. 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 The fact it's that you're coming out with a $60 game and you're not valued, in my opinion. Like, sorry, I'd rather pay $60 on Mario. You gotta get your hook out there. You yeah. have to get... What is it about your game that is interesting? I'll be honest, too, with The Evil Within. I saw trailers for that. Like, there were... We saw the trailer for Evil Within 2 and 3. And I laughed through it. I was like, this is the yeah. dumbest looking <laughs> yeah. thing. And so now I'm actually seeing some gameplay and hearing impressions. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really awesome. Why didn't you put that to the forefront yeah. Like when you're promoting the game? Yeah. So, yeah. And um, that's Bethesda's know. fault, to be honest, I think. To be determined, I just... Bethesda as a publisher is, is kind of in a weird place to me as far as the way that they're putting their games out Skyrim's there. Skyrim's coming yeah. out on the Switch, VR. They'll be fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, they'll be <laughs> fine, but it's just interesting. Yeah. So that's um, that. Not everything was good in general. I just want to take this mask off so I can just really say uh, another crappy game. Did, uh, a crappy game <laughs> did come out. Um, huge WWE fan. NXT title belt. But I'm gonna put this to rest because they released WWE 2K18. That game is a flaming turd. And I, I am no hear, longer. I didn't hear anything. That about this. game is a. Flame. What happened with it? Well, first of all, I think that they have literally just taken the same PS2 game for like 15 years yep. and just. They maddened the it. it. But but it's even worse than that because glitches have compounded upon each other. Yes. Every year to where have you seen like those FIFA glitches where the yeah. guys fall? Yeah. And then so there's all you know, it's or just... Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five, like where the guys would just flail around. This is like that level of and you, bad. You got this? Like No, I, I actually you skipped it. I actually gifts, skipped it. The gifts of WWE two K is a two K eighteen. Yes. They're, I'll look this up. They're Maybe all I'll put some in right place. now. It's so bad. I was doing some research into this because I was thinking, I was like, why in the world? Why can you not get this right? Yeah. And so, so what I actually learned in, in a little bit of research is that those games have very small budgets. Mm-hmm. They have very small teams that work on them. And they basically just say, what's the least amount of money we can put in to make <laughs> off of wrestling fans yeah. that we can use to finance the better 2K games? They so they use the money they make from wrestling. It's a Kickstarter for other games. To, to fund their other... Yes. So if you're buying those to games... To fund like the 2K basketball games and stuff. So, so if you're uh, a wrestling fan, thank you for, uh, for the baseball <laughs> And WWE is so cool with it because... It, they, all they do is sit there and say, hey, buy our game on every single pay-per-view and TV show. Yeah, they, yeah. they push them hard and, on and, their pay-per-view. And that's yeah. all they do and... Everybody's happy because a giant turd came out, and yeah. hey, that's, it is what it is. But, smart, but crappy. When but, I play those wrestling games, I feel like I don't know what I am doing and what I'm not doing. That's like the point. I'll it, get into these like chains, and it's like mash square. So I'm mashing square, and it's like hit R two, and I'm doing it. Nothing's happening. It's and I, I'm like, I, there's yeah. no, um, there's no syncopation between what's happening on the screen and what I'm pressing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the coolest things about those games are just. Kind of like the lead up to fighting, yeah. and you know the you, hype. Yeah, the hype. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not watching every TV show, but I will watch a pay per view because I know the people want it. So um, just to lay that in bed, I'm not going to harp on it. Wrestling's dead to me right now. Wow. So yeah, let's mm. keep going. Well, Mario is alive to me. <laughs> um, so more spookiness. If you want to go to the scariest part of the internet, go to Twitter and make sure all the lights are off. Okay. Off. <laughs> off. Turn them off right now or no I, more treats. No go one's to, looking around. Go to Twitter. And go to Twitter and go to the search bar and type up Dweebo YT and follow us on Twitter for... Oh, that would be oh. pretty scary. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be because scared awesome, I, I post the spookiest things. Like I post like Batboy. Yeah. I post like... I'd be scared um, to post Batboy Slenderman. 
Freddy, no, I actually post Five Nights at Freddy. Yeah, I post Five Nights at Freddy gifts <laughs> that like scream at you. That's so, all I do. Very scary. Uh, so I post on there when I'm about to stream because I've been streaming the Tony Hawk game. When we're like podcast stuff, any news that you need to know is going to be posted to Twitter. So check it out. I have been streaming still the Tony Hawk series. Mm-hmm. I got through. What I feel is kind of the harder part of the series for me, and that is four through uh, Tony Hawk's Underground Two. Yeah, I learned some stuff. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four still as bad as I remember. It. It's not. <laughs> hey, that good to I me. bought a PS2 just for that game because I never played it a, a couple years ago. Yeah. It was bad. Oh, yeah. Four is bad. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four is bad. Because four is the start. They now. I feel like it is a, a, a like it a test an tube. awkward transition. Yes, it's a test tube between the the classic transition to the like open. They wanted to go that direction of underground where you're getting off your board and you're talking. And to... well, I don't. You can't get off the board in four. But that's the problem. Yeah. Is they want you to talk to people, but which need you to get off your board, but yeah. you can't get off your board. So you have to like circle around yeah. people. Um, what else sucks about four, and I complained about in the stream, is I get off. I was like, here's the start of this sucky stuff. Play tennis with your board. And it's like, I, I played Tony Hawk. What the frick am I doing? <laughs> and I'm playing this tennis mini game, and everything controls bad when you're trying to do that. Um, so I played that. Underground 1, yeah, you get off the board. And I'm like, this is rad. Yeah. But then within seconds, they're like, jump on these houses and do some yeah. platforming. And it is so janky. Yeah. Then after that, they're like, get in a car and race. This ain't a racing game. You're an idiot. Like, and I did not uh, underground. I was like, they're cool that you're off the board. Thug two though, better than I remembered. I was like, I thug I two's a fun. I, I, yeah, I'm hilarious. They really inject two. like a heavy dose of jackass into yes. that game. Bam Margera. <laughs> yes. Bam Margera became the there face is, of that. Um, the the walking stuff. I feel like they even make that a little bit better. They don't try to make you platform at least. As far as I got in the stream, and from remember, each level has its own. And I forgot about the secret character. So in Philadelphia or Boston, I'm playing as Ben Franklin. Oh and yeah! Then, like the next level, I'm playing as I forgot whatever. But uh, Thug you, Two, that's a good game. Oh, yeah. I'm playing as Stevo in like uh, the Barcelona level, yeah, and yeah. I'm on a, a mechanical bull. And I was like, I was like, this is the cool stuff. It's a it's a fine line of like you're skating, but then even when you're in the secret character, at least you're still skating. And it's, it's still goofy. Like so uh, there's some still goofy stuff I didn't like about it, but m- more respected as a so than I thought. American Wasteland's next. Right? American Wasteland is next. I think that was where be, I fell off the seat. That'll be next Sunday, uh, and that goes full like a world. Like you actually go between like hey, places. That's a long wow. game. Uh, see, I'm not beating them now. Oh, so from now four, you're just from four on. I'm just playing them. Okay, one yeah. to three, I could beat in an after. I played. I played American Wasteland. I remember sitting there like, "This is so much fun," but man, this is the longest Tony Hawk game I've ever played. Yeah, it's pretty big. Like, I couldn't believe it. So, but some having fun with that. American Wasteland, the cross gen game. Yes. Okay. It, yeah. Was, and I yeah. got that on PS2. I didn't get that on Next Gen. And then Project 8 was well, one of the Next Gen was pretty See, I skipped Project 8. I, I'm after Project making... 8 is fun. And, really? And I think I might yeah, stream I that with our buddy Project Alex because me and him used to play that online. Okay. Together, so. I'm, American, I'm an American Wasteland person, so I'll try to make it out for that Yeah, one. if you can. Uh, so I'm thinking Sunday's at 2.30, but check the Twitter. Check the spooky Twitter. It might change hours. We'll see. Cool. So that 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 is that. So... Mario is Italian, <laughs> and but he might be French. Oh, so and you know what else is in French? Paris, the Eiffel Tower, the Paris Games Week. Oh yeah, 
Good transition, huh? That was great. Um, <laughs> I'd watch it. It came out of nowhere and on their Twitter, on Sony's Twitter, they're like Paris Game Week, Paris Week, and it kept yeah. posting. I was like, oh, and then stuff started leaking out. I was like, this is going to be a big deal. Like, there's going to well, be they, yeah, and then you had reporters coming out saying, hey, everything they normally do at PSX, which if you've watched the channel, we've streamed PSX we before. PSX, PSX is normally a pretty big event. That was yeah. where they revealed Last of Us Two last year. Yeah. Um, so. You know, PSX is normally a pretty big deal. They said this year, very, like, today it came out. Like, yeah. hey, this year, normal stuff that we would share at PSX, we're sharing Pairs Games Week. Mm. Very yeah. surprising. Big so. deal. So we stream, I streamed that, and that you'll probably have already seen that on the channel. That will be up. Me and Zach streamed our reactions mm-hmm. to that. And had a good time with it. There was uh, some great stuff shown. Right off the bat, we'll just start with the big Kahuna. Uh, the freaking uh, Last of Us Two. Last of Us Two. Did you watch this trailer? Did you watch no, I did not. But I, I, I caught up with our okay. new uh, forum, so we're good. Okay, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Um, so Last of Us Two, total shock, total freaking shock. I was not expecting that it was going to be that way. Um, we'll see new characters. We'll see. I like that. It feels like they're going to be like going back and forth between like yeah. The, the so if you haven't, you know. Since you didn't see the trailer, essentially, like, it starts out, they're dragging some chick through the woods, Um, then they put a noose around her neck, and and put her feet on a bucket, and then another lady comes up, and they start hitting her with a hammer, and then uh, the people hitting her with a hammer get shot in the head with arrows, (laughs) and then, uh, and then the woman that, the woman that was having the guys hit the girl with the hammer gets hit in the head with an axe, yeah. And then the woman on the noose falls, and she's choking, and then they cut the rope, and then some clickers run at everybody. And that, <laughs> so is, that was such a cool it, it was, it was. Here's what I really what liked about it. It had that kind of Metal Gear Solid Five Kojima yeah. camera style of, it was a one-shot. Yeah. And it was like this, like it was constantly, it reminded me of Kojima. It also reminded me um, in style of, what was the uh, the Revenant? Was yeah. it called The Revenant? Yeah. Was that yeah. the movie? Where all of the shots were kind of like down by everybody's side. Okay. And it just like the camera kept spinning around. And I, I love that scenario of like it was kind of like a dance of like this person's on the noose. But then they're holding this person. They yeah, hit the axe. Awesome. But then the person that was holding them is now choking. And it was a really cool sequence. The only thing at first that I was kind of put off by was like who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> like, And that was the thing was like, you don't know the woman who is hanging from the noose. You don't know the woman that catches the ax in the face. You don't know the lady or her son that, yeah. you know, get hit with a hammer. You don't know who any of these people are. But my speculation and the big speculation, the big rumor on the internet is this. When the woman is hanging from the noose, she's a buff lady, by the way. Yeah. She probably looks like, you know, she's younger, but she's old enough to where she's buff. Um, they hold a knife up to her stomach. Yeah. In the trailer, okay? So then they say, you're filled with, you know, evil. You're filled with sin or whatever. Yeah. And then that lady that was holding the knife ends up getting killed. Well, that woman, she doesn't look like Ellie, but she looks reminiscent of Ellie. Yeah. So the big rumor now is that this might be Ellie's mom. Yeah. And so the big thing about this, and I've been kind of wondering this for a while, because it's not called The Last of Us 2. It's called The Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. And the way they do the font, it really does look like Part 2, like The Godfather Part 2. Yeah. So if you're familiar with The Godfather Part 2, it basically tells us, continues the story of the guy from the first one, but it also shows his dad in flashbacks yeah. throughout the movie. 
And I'm starting to think awesome. that's what we're getting with The Last of Us Part Two. We're going to con- yeah. get Ellie's story, but we will get flashbacks that we play of her mom be awesome. sparse throughout. And I think that that's where they're going with Sign this. Me up. So, that would be so cool. So it was a very, too is my favorite. Yeah, one, it was so. a brutal trailer, but uh, I thought it was effective. And then once I realized that's what they were going for. That I thought that yeah. if that is in fact what they're going yeah. for, the reveal um, really got me because it was like at first I thought it was Tomb Raider. Yeah, because oh, yeah. Tomb Raider all the time is beating up on Laura Croft. Yeah. Every two seconds, Laura's getting thrown down a ravine. Ah, ah, <laughs> rocks getting thrown on her head. Yeah, that that makes sense. I so I was like, that's that Laura Croft. I was like, that doesn't look like Laura Croft. Her face is like way too like that's an older lady. I'll say this but. too. Holy crap. Their new engine, yeah. Uncharted Four already looked like out of this world. Of this this world, makes yeah. Uncharted Four look last gen. <laughs> my my dad sat down and watched Uncharted Lost Legacy, and he went, "Whoa!" Like <laughs> he just was speechless. He's like, "What am I looking at?" He's like, "What am I looking at here?" Whoa. Like, they did a little Whoa. mini interview with Neil Druckmann, who directs The Last of Us and the new one, and he said that this is like the next evolution of their engine. And yeah. I'm telling you what, like the faces and the way their skin, like in the water, yeah. and it, it looked like real people at cool. points. Yeah. It really was cool, amazing. Cool. So that was, that was the biggest takeaway. But there were some other things here at this little Paris event. I'm actually excited about this one. Uh, Detroit Become Human. Yes. Yeah, new trailer for that, too. And the concept of the game is uh, so The only thing neat. with that trailer, for me, I was <laughs> like, why? I felt like they showed us a little bit too much. I wish I would have stayed for stop like 20 seconds in. Or yeah, something. yeah. Of, I just think they're trying to make us understand what they're trying to do. Yeah, like, I really got it. Have you it. seen the new trailer? No, but I, I can I can probably piece together what it was. It was probably something that was like this trailer was more like... gameplay. Because I feel like every trailer they've done is a like gameplay trailer. And it was the same. It was similar where like they show a scenario and then they show it could have been different and then they show the opposite. Yeah. I like this trailer. Um, I, David Cage games, I've never really played them all the way through, but they're kind of like corny dialogue that's really trying to take itself seriously. Yeah. And this was still in that same vein. But the subject matter of, I feel like it, yeah, of it this intense. trailer, it, intense. it was so... I mean, when you put this in Last of Us, and that's the way you end your show, it was very bleak. Um, that's wow. true. More or less... No Mario here. A very angry man um, kills a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, just straight up murders her. Yeah. And uh, and then I guess it could have been different. The girl could kill her own dad. That's yeah. the other... <laughs> so it kind of just left me like, man, like maybe this is one you hold back for when you play the game. And show us something like yeah. robbing the bank. Show us yeah. like You're show right, us like yeah. saving well, the woman who got her purse stolen. Like maybe maybe don't lead in the trailer with the man killing his own daughter because this feels like something that you should be experiencing in game. Maybe not the, in a trailer. Maybe, I feel like they should have maybe showed just a little bit of it and been like, "Where's it going to go?" But yeah, they showed every single yeah. aspect of stuff, and I felt like the trailer we could. They're done selling it. They got. But sell I definitely it. am going to buy this, and because me and uh, me and my fiance love playing through these games. These are so fun games to play. Together. It might be a concept trailer. Yeah, maybe it's um, just where they're explaining it. Spider Man. It, it, it looks good. It does look good. Spider Man. They showed more Spider Man. Spider Man. Looks good. Um, uh, I'm ready to see. Um, this badly needs what God of War. Got, MJ looks got, hot. God of War got. <laughs> God of War got. I actually it. watched this one in this uh, showcase or whatever. God of War got a kind of like sit down and with uninterrupted game. It was just a quick little gameplay clip. Yes, yeah, Spider Man needs that extremely badly. Yeah. It needs an uninterrupted playthrough like God of War got. 
and it was time for God of War. It felt at a time. Yeah. The time yeah. felt good for God of War. So maybe maybe we still PSX, time. We PSX still PSX time. Might you guys feel like that God of War? They're starting to scale back some of those graphics a little bit to where it still looks good. But when they first reveal God, I want to talk about Spider Man still. Yeah. But when they first reveal God of War, when they opened that first press conference in 2015 or 2016 yeah. with it. I was like taken aback. I was like, "This looks yeah. unbelievable." I just think today's start- demo and like the blood splatters, like the orange splatters, I was like, "Okay, this looks like a game that's really running on hardware." Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, it came back down to earth. For I me. think it was that segment was different. So when they first showed God of War, it was walking very slowly, purposely yeah. through that, and everything world. was. This was yeah. a combat mode like yeah. thing. Like I think the game will just change. Like yeah, and that's out, normal. So. I'm not saying it's a downgrade or that they're yeah. being lazier. I'm just saying like. For me, that game, from its first reveal, where it was like in the stratosphere of like, this doesn't even look real, it has come back down to earth to where, maybe just graphics have developed too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, to me, it was just like, okay, cool, this is like gameplay. Yeah. And I agree, Spider-Man needs that. And I um, that should be PSX, hopefully. That story trailer, like how are you guys feeling about the story the with God of War no of Spider-Man oh you just yeah I got you I'm kind of lost yeah because I'm not That's well, I'm well the thing for me is uh, I don't follow the comic books and stuff so to the point where I had to ask Zach today in the stream was like who's Miles again like I don't know who that yeah. is Whoa. but to me I'm in it for the gameplay yeah and uh, I want to be Spider-Man and I would just want to flip around so the story is almost secondary I hope it's good like I want it to be a good serviceable story but I kind of just want to I'm really yeah a lot of the Spider-Man games I just want to be Spider-Man I think think what Bull is bound down to is I just want to be Spider-Man yeah I guess maybe why I'm asking is I don't know that I really need that (laughs) much of a focus on the story it was a story trailer which is cool I don't even know who the villain they're talking about that's fine you know the villain looks like negative energy man like he just punches and things go flying yeah so Cool. I uh, it kind of almost looked like you play as MJ. There was yeah, there was know. a little bit of a clip where like the camera was behind MJ in like a gameplay angle, Damn. and the camera was kind of rotating like someone was moving the camera, and she was like ducking. Whoa. Um. So there, I, I'm. I'm not hey. saying this is official, but I saw other people online speculating. He's saying it official. I saw other people online speculating of like, hey, are we gonna <laughs> maybe use her at times to walk through things yeah. and. One can only hope. I just hope that they take what they did with Batman, and not they, because it's a different company, but like what Batman was of it's its own thing, yeah. it's its own canon, it's just a Batman set yeah. of games. Mm-hmm. I hope they do the same thing, looks like that's what they're yeah. doing. They showed, they opened the show, the little showcase thing with this was Sucker Punch's new IP. So they've been quiet for a while, and people knew they were working on something. Did you play their older and, games? Uh, I played Sly Cooper series, okay. and oh, then okay. I did not play Infamous. That the Infamous work. games didn't I like, look appealing I lo- to me. I loved Infamous. Me neither. They, did, they didn't really appeal Are to me Are you serious? You played Infamous, right? You guys not played Infamous? No. I love Infamous. Well, great. Okay, cool. You well, guys didn't like so them at I, I Just tell me a little bit about them. I don't know anything Dude, about them. Dude, well, when PlayStation first came out, this was one of their first, like... PS4? I, Second I, Son. It was PS3, too, though. When PS3 yeah. first came out... Because when, uh, when the PlayStation crash happened, they offer you a free copy of Infamous. It was kind of That's like, how I got it. It's kind of a oh, smack yeah. to the face. Okay. My little brother and me, we both 100%ed Infamous 1. Oh, oh wow. Really infamous it was awesome. So, did you see this new game? I think I no. always get Infamous and Prototype. This new so. game is called Prototype Ghost. Go- I could be really wrong. It's Ghost something Ghost, of Sash- Ghost of Shashamash. Shashamash. Okay, I, that's too much. Just give me one more. Uh, 
It is uh, your samurai in, in the twelve like, hundreds, feudal Japan, and like it's it's based on a historical time in that period when they were getting invaded or something was going on. And you're the samurai just going around and just saving people in these towns. Yeah. Let's go! And yeah. It looks the style. It looks, looks the awesome. environments and yeah. like the trees and the it's water. Rad. At if first, it, I thought it was Neo. If it's anything, <laughs> yes, I, I'm excited Neo. to see like some gameplay. It's probably early, so that's fine. Yeah. But if like the environments themselves yeah. look. Awesome. I was happy to see a, uh, something from them. If so. it's anything like Infamous, sign yeah. me up. I, yeah. I love those games. It so. might not. It doesn't look like it'll go the same superhero. No, it don't. Yeah, super, but maybe super gameplay super feel wise. <laughs> well, like, Samurai gets super in terms rad. of like, I just I kind of I put give them a little bit more of a. This could be their horizon. A lee ray leeway. I'm so, hoping this yeah. could be like their horizon in the sense of like they get to really go after something fresh. Yeah. Speaking of something fresh, Shadow of the Colossus was fresh. Yeah. Is that where you're going with that? I mean, I, I don't know how much more fresher you can get. <laughs> I gotta be on a Shadow of the Colossus. I wasn't really seeing the need for a remaster, a remake yeah. when we already have a remaster. Um, and I still feel that way analytically. Yeah. But watching the trailer today, yeah, oh hearing gosh. that music, and and it looks the same in terms of like. The, the gameplay angles yeah. and, yeah. you know, even like the dumb cursor when you're aiming the bow is the same. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to get that day one. <laughs> yeah, because and that 40, game... The, the price went up. It's 40 bucks. 40 bucks, even if yeah. just the fur textures on the monster <laughs> yeah. and like the lighting and Why the sand. Why would you guys... Shadow of Colossus is like one of those games that belongs in a museum to me. Yes. Um, so I, it's one of those things that's like... Shoot that up in the time I, I can't complain so about you giving me an ice cream sundae, even though I already <laughs> just had an ice cream sundae. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, right. I'm still excited. Yeah. I, I guess maybe excited is not the right word. I'm warming up to it because it looks amazing. Yeah. That I still don't know that we need it. I'd rather... Blue, what's her name? Blue Point. I'd Blue rather Point. they do like a Demon Souls, <laughs> like yeah. remake, remake Demon Souls, remake something that like we don't have already. You can already get Shadow Classes. I'm pretty sure on the PS4. Yes. See that? That's so, just not, you don't need it. So, so I, I still analytically feel like we don't need it, but oh my gosh, it yeah. looks. I'm not interested. Great. You're not interested. You're not. You're did not you play the first guy? one? Nope. Not interested. Casual corner for me. <laughs> yeah, there's the casual corner. I bet you would love that game. You're right. So um, you yeah, this new, this new Your trailer. Your biggest complaint about Zelda was on enough boss fights. <laughs> this, <laughs> hey, play Breath of the Wild, and then every time you think there should be a boss fight, turn on Shadow of the Colossus and play one of the bosses. I just yeah. And then playing. go back to Breath of the Wild, and the, then it's a perfect I, game. I, this new, play the, Dark Souls. This new trailer. That's a lie. <laughs> I When they go through that forest, I was just like, this looks so good. I can't even remember the forest in Shadow of Colossus. Yeah. Well, I was thinking the same I thing. Like, I was like, is this a new area? Yeah. Like, it didn't stand out to me, that forest in the old one. I, I think remember it was literally just text. like shade and like tree texture over you. Yeah. And like just a fun. random limb going It up. really went all out. Oh, and then yeah. when they showed that boss battle, that boss battle is so rad. It's you on the horse, jumping off the horse, jumping on the wing. Oh, such a classic boss. It was moment. amazing. So, uh... Uh, definitely look forward to that. It's going to have to be a day one. That's a day one. It's like, you know what? You go to church on Easter, you buy <laughs> yeah, Shadow yeah. of the Colossus. I bought Shadow of the Colossus on PS2 day one. I bought the HD collection on day one, and now yeah. I'm freaking buying it for a third time, but it deserves it. It <laughs> yeah. deserves it. They're happy with you guys. Uh, next up, Monster Hunter Worlds. Never played the Yes, Monster. okay. I've never, you, you played, wanna... I've never played one of these. This game looks awesome. Yeah. This game looks so freaking great. This game looks like a blast, man. It looks like 
almost a little bit of like Dark Souls, but like fun Dark Souls, like yeah. big giant monsters, yeah. and you got all these weapons and gadgets. When you die, and, everyone smiles. And when you and there's just like it, <laughs> it looks like maybe you can team up with other people yeah. and attack these monsters together. It looks really good. There's like hmm. nets and traps and all this stuff. I I didn't even play Horizon. I thought that was cool that you can play as Alloy. Yeah, I that thought moment, that looked... we were laughing. We went is. This Horizon, I thought they were yeah. immediately into Horizon, but it's actually Monster yeah. Hunter. I, thought that, I love character. that kind of stuff, and that, that to me, makes me more interested in playing Horizon, because yeah. they're like, hey, we can let our character be in this fun other thing. Yeah. They can be involved. I, and like I mentioned earlier, I, I, like I went through this a couple years ago where I never played a Konami game, and then I just jumped into all these Konami games. I, I played Capcom. Well, well I'm getting uh, to that. Yeah. I played like all the Metal Gear games and Zone of the Enders. I'm going through a similar thing with Capcom right now, where I had never played a Capcom game. But then I jumped into Resident Evil, yeah. and I'm getting excited for it. I, I, Monster Hunter Worlds, when it was first revealed, a lot of people were worried, big fans of the series, because they're like, we want this series. They've made like 100 of them in Japan, and they've ported a bunch of them here to the West. But they were like, we want Monster Hunter Worlds to be like a fresh start where we want to just take the best parts of it and make it palatable like to the yeah. Western audience. It's doing its job because I, someone who's never played one of these, is ready to jump into this day one. Yeah. I'm very excited right, about then. this game. Cool. And I'll probably get it on PS4 because that's cool that you can play as Alloy. So yeah. Um, I'm excited. PSVR stuff. I just want to talk about two games. Well, three actually. I didn't put it on there. But three quick ones. Uh, PSVR, I, I love the experience of playing those games. Uh, one that I'm not going to play but really uh, respected and Zach's uh, really pumped for it when we streamed today. Stifled was its name, and you are walking through these like hallways, and it's in black and white graphics. It's like white vector kind of like yeah. graphics line. All it is is lines. That's the only like texture. Um, and you have to throw like rocks to like have sonar effect of like seeing the level. When you don't do that for a while, it's just all black around you. You don't know where you're wow. walking. So you throw that. Here's the problem though: enemies are activated or can hear you. That's how they know to come towards That's you. That's kind of scary. So you have to balance out seeing how to get through the level and keeping like away from these enemies. And you won't play this? I Too spooky. Oh, wow. <laughs> With the PSVR stuff, but it is such a cool concept that I hope that that game takes off. I, I, yeah. it, looked, it looked really fun. Next thing was, um, uh, what was it? Sprint Vector or something. And it was this game where they're all on rollerblades and you can see your hands. That looked cool. That looked so It looked rad. like, it reminded me of Lucio in Overwatch, how he skates yeah. around. It looked like Lucio skating yeah. in VR. Really? It was cool. I said it reminded me of this old PS1 game called, they made 2 Extreme and 3 Extreme was the name of it. And you, you had rollerbladers racing against bikers, yeah. racing against skateboarders, and like it was a, pandemonium. Almost like a jet set radio And it was nutso. And, uh, and yeah, so you're racing around, jumping and like leaping on these things and lifting yourself up and then running on these blocks and then racing. Definitely want to, I definitely want to check that out. That yeah, was really that looked good. There was a game from London Studio, um, and it looked like they took London Heist and actually like made a game. Yeah. Um, oh, it, yeah, I saw that. And I like, the name of that. It was kind of weird because they were like shooting up a nightclub, but like <laughs> it looked. Pretty cool. Like yeah. it was, you could walk because a lot of London Heist was like, "Hey, you're in this truck, yeah, you're walking, and you're shooting," plane. or "Hey, you're in this room getting a yeah. diamond and you're shooting." You were walking in this game, yeah. so I hope maybe London Studio because they made London Heist, right? Yeah. It looks like maybe they've learned from London yeah. Heist a little bit. And what was that game called? It almost looked like Red Steel, but like remade in a VR. Which was was it Red Steel or what was the name of that game? It was a Wii game. 
where you had yeah, like Red Steel, you were doing that. Yeah, with the yeah. Knife and the it reminded stuff. me almost of that. Honestly, watching that trailer reminded me of like, man, this really the Wii really was like the first the thing of trying to do this. Right but um, I, I'm gonna give props because when yeah. we sat through E3, I sat here on this podcast and said. Why get a PSVR? Like, they don't really seem to be pushing it. And they made it a very big part of their showcase. And there is more stuff coming out. To where I was watching it thinking, maybe I would get one. You know, maybe a little bit down the road here. I might end up buying one. Yeah, there's some rats. And they're going to sell, too, to like 300. Yeah, yeah, it's getting to where there's a decent amount of them out. Like, a decent amount of games out there. So... It looked fun. It looked like it was Moss, a decent... which you had spoke about. I don't know if you've ever spoke on the podcast about yeah. it, but you loved... You wanted this ideal of, like, I want to help a little, like, character. Yeah, I've always said my perfect <laughs> VR game would be I'm, like, a big giant, and there would be a little character, and I could help it platform across the level. <laughs> I've been saying that for a couple of years it now, and somebody... Through the osmosis of the universe, yeah, has the, the same idea, or they watched our podcast, or they read a post I wrote on the internet, and they did that, and they to where I think that I that I would get that in VR yeah, and play good job, that. Man. So you yeah, did it. you made moss. I made, this is what you this need to you. do: learn how to it's make games just by saying you want them, but you won't make any money. But then you can play them. <laughs> <laughs> you can play them, have fun. But, uh, that looked good. Yeah. And then finally, this is on the indie thing: Guacamole Two. Very fun. I never played one. Guacamelee 1. Metroidvania. I, 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 definitely check it out. to it's, me just sounds goofy. It is a goofy, goofy game. It's okay. a goofy Metroid. That's all you need to know. All right. But it's that was fun. fun. So that's it for that. Do you want to go ahead with our next? Okay, so Psychonauts 2 gameplay. Yeah. When did this come out? Earlier this month. Earlier this month. Earlier this month, I guess. Um, I really enjoyed the first Psychonauts. You're a big Psychonauts. Um, uh, I really love that game um, because I had the original Xbox and I liked the N64 was the platform I had before the original Xbox. But those two devices were so different and the software made for them was so different that as I was – like I went from N64. That was back in the day where you picked a console and that's what you had for the yeah. generation. So mm-hmm. like I picked Xbox because I wanted Halo. But when I was younger and I had an Xbox, when I wasn't playing Halo or football, I wanted to play like – a platformer. So I'd go into Game Crazy and I would just look for something that looked Nintendo-ish and one day I found Psychonauts yeah. and I bought that game. It was like 40 bucks which was really expensive for a used game back in those yeah. days yeah. Um, because it was it didn't really sell well and they didn't make a ton of copies of it but um, I took home Psychonauts and I played that game and I love that game. That is a game it takes kind of that Banjo-Kazooie kind of like you're running around levels and collecting things but it had this really great sarcastic sense of humor. Yeah. And the game, the, so the first game was a game where you go into the minds of these camp counselors. And like one used to fight in the war. So like his yeah. mind is full of like all these war scenarios. Yeah. There's like turrets shooting at you. And there's one that you go in his head and he loves like movies or something. So there's like different scenarios like you're a giant Godzilla stomping yeah. through a city. and <laughs> They just nailed almost kind of like a Super Mario Galaxy thing where like they just went with all these different things that were so much fun. Um, all that being said, the game sold crap. Like it yeah. was very well critically <laughs> regarded. And that game did not sell at all because yeah. go figure, nobody who had an Xbox wanted that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all, over the course of time now, they did the VR thing yeah. for Psychonauts and now they're making a second one. Yeah. I got it. Saying all of that, I haven't seen this gameplay. Oh, you haven't even seen so it. So, I, yeah, I guess I didn't I realize that this had come out. So that's why I asked. 
Tell me a little bit about as as a second not yeah. fan. Tell me about uh, what release and if it interests you as someone that never played. Yeah, it. Um, I uh, I thought it looked like it's a very polished because I've seen gameplay of the first one ever. It looks uh, really pretty. Um, it looks like you're platforming a lot. They didn't. I kind of scrubbed through it. Like yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing, but. Um, it was really funny how they had it set up. They had Tim Schafer on one side and the other guy, and it was like their backs. <laughs> and then, like they were looking at the gameplay was in front of them as they were playing. Oh, but gosh. It is still, I think, rough gameplay or whatever. Okay. They even said, like, at the beginning, this is still in development or whatever. But they had, like, some of the characters they were talking to. And, like, oh, some that's so exciting. Stuff. So I, I, I thought you'd saw it. Or no, I have not seen it, but um, I'm really excited for that. I, I'll say this about Double Fine, which is that company. Yeah. Super creative guys... They they don't do gameplay really well a lot of times. Like they've done a lot of advent like click adventure games and mm-hmm. stuff since Psychonauts. Psychonauts control really well and was a really good game. So a lot of times their games are kind of more just funny than they are fun to play. I'm really hoping that like they recapture gameplay yeah. wise. They did a really good job with the platforming of the first yeah. Psychonauts. So that's what I'm. I'm interested to see if yeah. they kind of can tap back. And into they have that. that VR game coming out. Yeah, is honestly, that a, is that the first game? No, I think it's just kind of like a short experience of like oh, okay. because like I was kind of saying, Psychonauts is they are they're at, basically the premise of the game is like you're a kid named Raz that's at this camp where you learn how to go into people's minds. Okay. To so you'll probably be in the you're VR like, and go uh, yeah. So I think that in the Rhombus of Ruin is like we're gonna go into this person's uh, mind okay, and it's yeah. like a VR experience cool. in their mind. Um, so we'll find out. I'm gonna have to check out this gameplay, and I'm I'm hoping I think it's gonna be almost like a ukulele, like a double A. Oh, like okay. it's not gonna be triple A polish. It'll probably be like an eight hour game when they release it, and that's fine. Yeah. Like I think just there's certain series where you just have to be happy to be getting something. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's how I kind of feel about okay. this. So um, that's that's exciting. You can pull that from the gameplay maybe yeah. a little bit. Um, so EA. <laughs> another okay. horror story my favorite people a horror story to get you spooked yeah. oh here's another Kit Kat actually this is Kit Kat with like razor blades pun in it we're kind of oh, going on a you know, like, string of <laughs> spooky stories yeah this is too spooky are you so ready for some ghost stories hold on to your blanket and put it above your eye <laughs> but instead of a tree this is a Kit Kat with a razor blade in it eat that ouch um, <laughs> sucks People are still scared about that, like kids getting like yeah. razor blades in yeah. their treats. My mom checked all my candy. Did she? Yeah. yeah when I... But I'm still seeing sort of, but I, I am glad seeing on Facebook people going like, this will never happen. This doesn't happen. Yeah. Buzz off. Like, uh, don't worry. Don't don't get scared. Uh, so EA closed Visceral Studios. And this <laughs> okay. was Amy Hennings, who uh, worked on Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. This is the company she this, has been hired yes. at. And she was working on four before they kind of falling out or whatever left and started working at here on this game. Visceral uh, Studio. Visceral Studio had a Star Wars game in development. And I remember when I when I heard this news, I was like, I was just watching a video of Amy Henning explaining this whole thing with their Star Wars. Like they had four, they had Bioware was making a Star Wars mm-hmm. and some other studios were working on Star Wars games. And everybody was excited. It was and like, it had her in there talking about it or whatever. And I'll, I'll have that playing right now. But, uh, yeah, it, it sounded cool, and their statement sparked this whole conversation. Yeah. They canceled this thing, and they said, hey, this was a story-driven game. Um, linear. Li- linear story-driven. Story, yeah. And we want to go a different route with it. Now, uh, since that came out, or whatever, there was a lot of speculation of, like, are single-player games dead? What's yeah. What is what is going on in the industry? 
Now my 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 kind of fears have kind of like subsided on that mm-hmm. a little bit when I when it first came out. I was kind of like, what the frick is happening in single player games? Because in the thing they were talking about, there was more issues at hand than like that, yeah, that the being game. This it just game, sounded like a mess, and they didn't cancel it in time. The game that like, Visceral Studios was making, uh, it was kind of called Ragtag. Yeah, it was trouble. From the very beginning, it was always troubled. Um, there's a really great write-up by the writer Jason Schreier. Schreier yeah. mm-hmm. um, there's a really good write-up by him on Kotaku, of all places, <laughs> um, that kind of details it all. We won't get into every single specific part of it, but here's my history with with this game and kind of since, since EA got the exclusive license to make Star Wars games, I have had yeah. a bad feeling in my gut yeah. because EA got the exclusive license to make football games a long time ago and they have subsequently dropped the ball dropped the ball in a lot of ways so when they got the exclusive license four years ago to make star wars games number one my first thought was okay this is going to be a problem because in the past we've just had all these different companies if you want to make a star wars game you go to lucasarts saying we want to make this game here's our idea for it and lucasarts would say okay and you would run with it and you would make it now it all has to be funneled just through one company. Yeah. But on top of that, there's this other thing that does tie into this, which is the Universal Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. So when, when Lucasfilm was bought by Disney, they came out and they said, all Star Wars content produced from here on out will be canon. Meaning it has to be completely fitting in with the vision that Lucasfilm has for the movies. So the reason why I bring that up is this. Making all the movies canon is one thing. Making all the books canon is another thing. And making all the comic books canon. The problem with video games (laughs) is that video games are not an open, closed book situation where you write out as the author of the story what happens and that's that. Yeah. Right? Video games feature player agency. They feature you doing things in the game. Um, not just that, video games, and you're, you were kind of talking about from that book that Jason Schreier wrote, video games require long periods of yeah. development, longer than a movie, longer than yep. a book, and you do not have time to be micromanaged. You do not have time to sit around and wait for approval on every little thing. But the problem is Lucasfilm wants every single video game to, that's made to fit in perfectly with the universe they're creating with the Star yeah. Wars canon. So that all comes into play with Ragtag and that, when you start reading about what was going on with the development of this game, Amy Hennig and her team didn't agree on what they no. wanted. Amy Hennig and EA didn't agree on yeah. what they were trying to do. Amy Hennig and her team could not get Lucasfilm's approval on basic things like what kind of pants a character would yeah. wear. <laughs> like it would take it would take because weeks or months then to get Lucasfilm would say. Well, we don't know if those kinds of pants were even developed yet, according yeah. to the canon. And so then when you think about what kind of Star Wars games have even come out since the merger, guess what has come out? Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2. Yeah. That is awful. That yeah. is And Galaxy of Heroes, which is just some stupid phone game. Yeah. So we are living in the darkest timeline as regards Star Wars <laughs> video games. Um, Ragtag looks like it was a mess. Before Amy Hennig showed up, it was going to be an open world pirate game. Yeah. Uh, then she showed up and they said, well, it's just going to be a linear single player pirate game. Yeah. Now she's off the project and Visceral is no longer going to be a company and it's going to be some other, they're going to try and save the assets and make it some kind of a pseudo multiplayer cooperative Star Wars pirate game. I don't care. Yeah. I just don't care. The, oh. the problem is this. EA and their executives... 
do not know what the heck they're trying to do with this IP. Yeah. And that's made even worse by the fact that Lucasfilm themselves do not know what to do with video games. <laughs> I watched at Star Wars Celebration, they did a panel on Star Wars Battlefront 2, and they had the writers of the story mode kind of talking about their process of writing the game. And it was awkward because they had a chip on their shoulder and they were kind of like, we wanted to prove to Lucasfilm that we can make a story. And, like they, yeah. and they were like, we want to tell a video game story. And they had a Lucasfilm right there that was like, we're still trying to figure out how to navigate this because what do you do if player chooses A instead of B? Now your canon isn't perfectly oh fitting. Oh my gosh, frick the canon. And, but that's the problem. That's yeah, yeah. the whole thing. They're not fricking the and canon. So <laughs> I, I don't see any solution other than Nintendo, or not Nintendo. EA. EA, it's not EA's fault. Lucasfilm has to backtrack on this whole video games being canon thing. Yeah. They have got to do it. Otherwise, we are not going to get any more single player games. Yeah. The, the biggest reason why Battlefront 1 only had certain planets, four planets, was because Lucasfilm only wanted planets that were in the movies. Yeah, that's boring. Because they, it's boring. <laughs> the thing that makes Star Wars games fun is doing crazy stuff that yeah. you're in that world having fun in Lucasfilm they do not understand video games and no. they have proven that over four years and, and even, EA is the most unimaginative company to pair with them not knowing what they're doing yeah. so they, they in that article what's yeah. interesting to note is they even said like they were making this game with that character and they said we actually want this to be about uh, Boba Fett. And like, <laughs> where's Chewbacca? In mind, yeah, oh, yeah, in their mind. Yeah, I think that was in there too. Like, where's Chewbacca, they asked or whatever. And yep. it was like, we found out through market study, people like Chewbacca. And it's like, with that kind of people at the helm, uh, You're yeah, the, the boat's crashing. So, is it... I, couple all that with the fact that I get the impression that Amy Hennig is not the best lead designer. Mm-hmm. Imaginable. Yeah. Like, she did a really good job on Uncharted 1 and 2, but she had a team that she trusted. It seems like she never really gelled with the team at Visceral, never really trusted them yeah. to, to take care of the other elements of the game. Yeah. So you got stories of, like, basic gameplay things are still unsolved, but she's, like, recording dialogue with people for months <laughs> on end, and it's like, okay, you needed to have more of a division of labor. Yeah. So Visceral's dead... Um, ragtag's getting sc- ragtag, not scrapped, but that reformed. Game, yeah, whatever that game was going to be is not what it's going to be. Ragtag getting thrown in the bag. The goofiest thing about <laughs> all of this is, I didn't really want a linear Star Wars game. I wanted more of an open thing, so yeah. I'm kind of happy in a way. But it's also like this game was already going to be 2019, so now it's 2020 and beyond. EA and Lucasfilm, you need to get your stuff together. Yeah, you need to empower some teams to do some creative stuff. Um, and you got to solve the, the underlying issue in all this really is the canon thing. Um, I think that that's the biggest holdup. So I don't know what you can't just change. I think in their minds, they could change stuff in the books and the film. Like, Oh yeah, just make it Boba Fett. Yeah. But it's like, no, everything crumbles. If you do that, like the whole like animation, how they did this, the voice acting that throughout buzz off. So that's that, that sucks. Are you ready to get more spooked? And when you open your treat bag, you're expecting treats, but guess what? These are treats you already have. You already got a Kit Kat with a freaking razor blade in it. Because you got a loot box. You goof. <laughs> loot boxes have been the talk this month. Pretty freaking uh, constantly. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't get away from them. Because they're everywhere. They're freaking in the new Battlefront. 
They are yeah. in the new Assassin's Creed, I think. I, I don't know if they're that. in Assassin's Creed. I think they are definitely in the new Shadow of War. They're yeah. definitely in Shadow Which of War. Which is a single player Yeah, definitely game. in Des- <laughs> Def- Des- definitely Destiny 2. And they've also been in Overwatch. But that's just another example of them. But, uh, so, a lot of the talk was that people actually got together, these boards or people went to the UK's, like, kind of... Or I think they went to the ESRB. That was yeah. the thing. They went to the ESRB and said, hey, can you make the rating different and say... If, if a game includes a loot box. If a game includes loot boxes, can you change the rating to include, like, it's gambling or whatever? Yeah. Because, yeah. Like, because you're, you're putting in money not knowing what you're getting. Yes. And the ESRB returned and said, basically, this is no different than, like, getting a trading card or whatever because you don't know what you're going to get in the box. And I actually thought that was a pretty I valid... I fair. Fal- fair actual response more I thought about it. Yeah. Um, but my problem with having them in a video game instead of just a trading par- card game... Because the trading card game example, this is... They're right on the gambling thing to me. Mm-hmm. But what I want to argue from a gameplay standpoint and from a video game standpoint is with trading card games... That's part of the whole process, and the fun, actually, yeah. is getting those cards and trading with your friends yeah. and, and trying to build that deck, and you know what you're getting into. Yeah. With video games, having that random aspect to it, and this this really started with like in-app purchases and iPhone era and all yeah. that stuff and all these games started yeah. coming out, it, it basically um, kind of uh, really builds all of the gameplay and the focus not on the story and the gameplay, but more on... Everything is built around your pocket. Yeah. How can we get your wallet? Like, everything's built on, like, how can yeah. we get your money? So everything is going to be, um, suffer from that. Yeah. yeah. If that's your core. And that, it, and arguably, like, some people might say, hey, it's an optional thing or whatever. It freaking is going to destroy, it's, yeah. it, it is going to hamper your game. Because with that aspect being money and stuff can be driven that, all the focus, those developers are going to build that. Everything is going to be built on that foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can we drive, funnel you into buying yep. that? And everything's going to just be hampered. And it even, it we didn't really include it Everything in the news, be- but a, a, an article came out that kind of explored this patent that Activision had, uh, yeah. had developed, where basically they developed this entire algorithm that would pair players that had not bought in-game purchases. They would pair them with players who had so that they would be killed by them, and then oh, they would zoom in on no. the thing. It was this whole thing that they developed to, to like connect players that hadn't spent money with players that had so that they could see the difference. Yeah. It made me want to quit um, the game. And, uh, but then Activision came out and said, we have not implemented this, it's just something we've R&D'd. And a lot of people, like developers were on Twitter, like, this is actually really fascinating, but it's very troubling. Yeah. Um, I completely agree with you that like once you start to inject that into the game, it it's is over. from the ground up. And this is the problem I have with a lot of modern multiplayer games, which is if your game is designed and balanced to things that are not purchasable outside of just buying the game, then it's going to be okay. And that's ultimately with Overwatch. When you turn on Overwatch and you play as Lucio... I know what Lucio can do. I know what his power one and power two is. I know what his alt is. I know what his gun does. I know what his clip, how long his clip is. I know how to do it. I, if I play as Roadhog, I know exactly what all of his powers are. Yeah. If I see someone else playing as Roadhog, I know exactly what their powers are. It doesn't yeah. matter what skin they're wearing. I know what that guy can do. When I get on any other modern multiplayer shooter, I don't know what the heck they have. Yeah. No I don't idea. know what weapon mod they're using. I... 
They're at I an don't advantage just the, because they've bought some So stuff, what so. happens is, not even are they in an advantage, I can't make a strategic decision yeah. because I don't know what they're using. And they don't know what I'm using. And I got on the Battlefront uh, uh, beta for Battlefront 2, and I didn't know. There were all these other guys that had built up all these perks. And so... Gameplay isn't engaging when you can't make an informed decision. Yeah. yeah. If you can't make an informed decision about what the other person is doing, it's not even just about them having an advantage. It's just not good design. Yeah. All that being said, I don't think the trading card thing fully holds up because when you buy a pack of cards and you get, even if you get a bunch of fodder, even if you get a bunch of crappy cards, those are your cards. You yeah. own those cards. Those cards cannot be taken from you. They are yours. A lot of these loot boxes have consumable items. Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, use this and it gives you an XP boost for an hour. Yeah. Or, hey, use this in Destiny 2. Use this gem or Mm -hmm. use this shader and it can make your gun purple until you take it off and then it's gone. Or it can make uh, your gun fire 5% faster for the next match. Yeah. Okay, or Dead by Daylight has consumables like that where it's like, Hey, this will just for this match. It will make your re, you know, your fixing generators ten percent. But faster. the difference is you're not buying those. But the well, they they are implementing that negative. The difference well, is though. Game sucks. The difference it's is good. though, once you use that, it's gone. So yeah. it's not like a trading card because yeah. if you have a trading card, you get a mana and a magic trading card pack. You can use that when I play against you. I still have that card. I can use it against you. I can. Yeah. I could sell it for five cents at the shop. Yeah. You can't do that with these cards, yeah. with these things. It's for in in game things that are consumable a lot of times. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a I mess. think this also goes even one more layer deeper. Uh, and I was thinking about this was like, okay, with software, like when you buy software, a lot of stuff's moving to subscription models. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is moving to subscription. And they want to be able to have you come back, especially yeah. EA and those bigger companies are wanting you to come back and like. Understandably, this, this, they'll this, make this more money. This up a conversation of like these games that are like take so much man hours and, and and money they're pouring into, and then you play it for twenty hours and then you trade it in the GameStop and they lose the sale because somebody buys it used. That's not that is not like uh that's not sustainable <laughs> yeah. and i was thinking ser- like seriously after a single loot box stuff and everybody is like like we're not raising the price of games from 60 that ceiling yeah. is not being raised we have this loot box crap and i was thinking and and game is and now it's only getting more expensive you have more voice acting you have more like you have to get more animators and stuff to build these games the graphic now they're 4k you have to worry about now you got a more or about performance more, and, yeah. and they're the hiring. The cost and, to make and, it is going up. And I'm looking at this, and I'm going, hey, remember in the 80s when uh, the game market crashed? We are headed toward, like, I yeah. don't know how this is sustainable for a couple more years or generations. Yeah. I don't know when this is going to pop, but it's going to pop. Yeah. Unless we raise that price, or something breaks, something's got to give. Yeah, but, uh, I'd be in favor that's of an another $80. another spooky thing for Halloween. $80 AAA games, I could, I could stomach that. Yeah. I would be more selective than I already am. But I could live with that. Yeah. If you got rid of the loot box stuff in the single player games, uh, to to me, Battlefront. If you want to do the loot box thing, make it a thirty dollar game. Yep. Like to me, that's like what it is to me. Yeah. Like once you're, you're going to cut corners. Yeah. One, it yeah. It's it's ridiculous. So but we get free DLC. Uh, I, to me, you get free DLC in Overwatch also, but you don't have gameplay affecting microtransactions. I agree. Yeah. It's crap. It sucks. So I'm going to skip down a little bit. 
do we just want to go into like NeoGAF and the whole thing that kind of yeah. There? So um, we if if we've we've mentioned it before here on the podcast. Yeah. If you're not familiar, there is a website forum online called NeoGAF, and it's where got people get together. They talk about games. They talk about um, like game devs are on that. Ga- yeah, yeah. Game, game developers, game jur- journalists, insiders. It's a great place. For a lot of stuff is leaked news. from it. It's very hands-on. It's a great place for getting your news. It's a great place to go when there's big events because there's lots of fun memes going around yeah. and stuff like that. Um, it's a great place just if you're looking to play a game to kind of get like, hey, how does it perform on PC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, I want to play online. Let me find some people. Um, so, so it's this forum that's been around for 15 years or so. Yeah, like wild. It's been around for a long time. And... It is kind of a forum in the age of there are no more forums. Like yeah. everything's on Reddit and Twitter, yeah. but then you've got this giant colossus of a game forum that looks like it. You know, it probably hasn't been changed much in yeah. eight years. years, but but it's very used and it's very popular. And we get on there. You know, we post, we look at stuff um, before you got banned. <laughs> I, did, I did get banned. Um, it, it's but and that kind of gets into it. The reason why this online community has survived for so long, and in a lot of ways, is one: the people that are part of it. They've got like one hundred ninety thousand yeah. users. Uh, the people that are on it care a lot about it, and really like the threads become very long, and people post a lot, and yeah. there's a very strong community. Another element of it, though, is that they are very heavily moderated. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. got these mods that take their job really seriously. It's, it takes a long time to get an account on NeoGAF, and they would you know, they would ban you if you even slightly... You can't you know, make jokes about Switch controllers. If you make just kind of one-off jokes, you know, you got banned for just saying, oh, that's... Switch controller. Uh, LOL, you paid $70 for that. Yeah. Get, so, it, so it was one of those places where a lot of times when you get placed on the internet, you just get a lot of crap thrown around. You didn't get that there. Yeah. Well, what happened this past week, um, last weekend, was the owner lead, lead person guy. of NeoGAF... His name's Tyler. Um, he did a bad thing. So some things had bad been boy. kind of coming out over the past few years <laughs> about him here and there. But there was just kind of like a, a straw that broke the camel's back effect. Where last weekend or last the week before last, um, a girl had come out and had accused him of some uh, sexual misconduct. We'll call it that. And um, basically, very quickly, questions started to come out about, hey... This is not the first time this has been voiced yeah. about you. Hey, every time this stuff comes out, you just ban anybody that yeah. brings it up, which is true. Hey, you know, there is a shady history here. Yeah. And what you started seeing was... People getting banned, new threats. You started seeing a rise very quickly <laughs> of people flooding the forum, yeah. which is normally a very well-kept place, flooding it with like... Hey, ban me because I don't <laughs> want to be on your forum. Yeah. Hey, you're a, you're a sack of crap yeah, for what you've done. Stuff. And you would open threads and it would be like terrible porn. Yeah, it terrible would be things. like you know drawings of him naked like around yeah. women. <laughs> oh. It was the it, equivalent of uh, the White House opening, leaving the door open, and people jumping the fence, start yeah. peeing on the wall. Yeah, just just peeing. It was the this great <laughs> place that was so like, yeah. we couldn't do anything. So what right? ended up happening was, and we realized like, okay, what is happening? The the reason why all these threads were able to be created was the mods quit. Like all of these, yeah. you know, ten, twelve mods that very heavily manage this community they all quit and what we found out why they quit was they had a meeting or whatever they got a statement from um the main guy tyler and basically his statement was 
none of this is true. Ban anybody that tries to talk about it. We're going to put out a statement, yeah. and they all decide to leave. So all that to the side, you know, whatever with this with this woman. Obviously, yeah. she didn't really want this to become a big thing, and it yeah. has. So thoughts with her as she kind of goes through that. Yeah. Basically, this pillar of games media evaporated. Yeah, the end of the day, this is like, over. In yeah. like a matter of five hours, I, you know, I was on that morning, I was checking NeoGAF and I went shopping and we shot something for a video yeah. and I came home and it was gone. It was yeah. just taken off the internet. And so it, it, it evaporated like, yeah. like that. And so there were a few days where this massive community of, you know, hundred, hundred thousand plus people yeah. was just displaced. Um, yeah. they, they were kind of like, what do we do? Twitter. So, people were calling them Gaffy G's. Yeah. Gaffy G's. So, <laughs> so I, and I know for me and you, it was like one of those things where I didn't know this podcast, even for this podcast, we use NeoGAF to like figure out what is the news every on? day you can get on there and see what's going on. So, out of all this chaos and negativity and awful stuff, something really this awesome. This is the treat. This is the treat. Yeah, something really awesome. Kick out right that was the trick. This is the treat. Yeah. The community of NeoGaff um, basically did the impossible. And they, did. they they abandoned the forum and they congregated on Discord servers. And somehow in the course of four days they got all of these, you know, tens of thousands of people on the same page, and yeah. they said, we're going to start a new forum. Yeah. And me and Zach were, like, very skeptical that this would work <laughs> yeah. out because we were seeing rumblings on Twitter of, like, hey, we're going to start something else. And I've seen twi- forum drama before, yeah. and here's what doesn't happen. You never get a community just migrate because yeah. you have a split where this guy wants to start yeah. his own forum and that guy wants to start a forum and they don't agree well, things you know are, the only other successful one I've ever seen in my online life. It's very hard for this to happen. Was MySpace to Facebook? Yeah, that's the only one. I was and that to think was, it, and that one. was even just more of a cultural shift yeah. because it was. But there were a lot of people that were like I'm leaving MySpace. But it, there's a lot of parallels to that to this. Yeah. But essentially, they got this site created, um, and they very quickly started getting people that were like on the Discord yeah. servers in. I got myself into a Discord server, and then through that, I was able to get Zach, yeah. and we got registered for the new site. But That's they crazy. created a new site called Reset Era. Reset Era. Um, and honestly, in four or five days, they have basically completely recreated NeoGAF. Looks yeah. great. But it's better. Maybe like, it's got better there. functionality. It's very active. I, I feel like They're I can, up to 27 or 28,000 I feel like I can users. make a Switch Pro controller joke again. Yeah. It's um, very so open. Too, but, uh, so, I guess that's... Be water. You know, when we first wrote these show notes up, like, a week ago, this was, like, a negative story. It was very sad. Yeah, it's great. And it's kind of turned into a good story, like, a feel-good yeah. story of this community who... Said, hey, our creator is doing some really crappy stuff, and we're not putting up with it, and we're going to do our own thing. And now NeoGAF. Check out Reset Area. I would encourage you to not bother going to NeoGAF because it's a wasteland now. It's like seven people now. And Reset Era is accepting new members. So if you want to chat with us, we get on there and talk. You might um, even see us. I don't even think it takes six months at this yeah, point. Yeah, it took I me think. three months to get in the NeoGAF. It took me like two hours to get in Reset Area. Yeah, so it's There's a great a place to keep up with news and whatnot, but um, I just thought that was a feel-good story of uh, video games. There's your treat, your final through. treat. Now, <laughs> what would you call these? There are treats. There are treats. Our treats. It's all about me. This is the our treats section. Uh, this is our games that we've played this month. So, Witcher 3, I beat Witcher 3, put freaking 65 hours into it to beat it. Just the base game. And how did you like it? 
Awesome. I'm very proud of you. Very fun. Um, some people's complaint is that it's almost too long. Yeah. But I felt like this was, hey, we're not going to return to this kind of world for a while. Eat. Here's the smorgasbord. Yeah. And eat for years on this thing. Um, I'm still playing. I'm on the. I beat the first expansion. Very fun. The it's called um, Heart of Stone or Heart yeah, Hearts of Stone. Hearts of Stone. And or something. there's Blood and Wine. And then Blood and Wine is what I'm on right now. And Blood and Wine is like. I paid twenty five for dollars for this on a freaking sell. I feel like I've got away with highway highway robbery. Wow! Wow! Um, it is just I'm looking at this new expansion like oh my gosh, there's still so much to do. Like a new, uh, so yeah. you're happy with it? Very happy. Absolutely recommend. That's a classic game. Love it. Cool. Cuphead. Now, last podcast I said I'm going to play more of this and get more into it. I have beat Cuphead. I am King Cuphead. King Cuphead. That game made me say the worst things I've ever said in my life. It is so frustrating. And sometimes when you go into a boss fight, you... What was that? Oh, that's the TV. <laughs> There's the lightning in here. I was like, it was a real spooky night. Um, but there are parts when you start a boss fight and you're like, I will never beat this. Like, yeah. it's the hardest things. And then you play once more and you're like, oh, I got a little bit further. I'll get a little bit further. Yeah. Go, and then you're like, I can do this. And you finally build up the thing. Art style is incredible. Yep. The music's great. It's mm-hmm. such a small... It, it ended up taking me like 15 hours to beat it because wow. I died a trillion times on mm-hmm. everything. Highly recommend that. Um, I give it actually a classic because it is so just set in like... It's so refined on like the levels and what you're doing. The bosses, there's only like so many of them, but everyone is like... They're so masterfully created. Yeah. They're all Nothing different. else like this has the style. Um, it will be remembered for cool. years to come. Definitely recommend that. And then Super Mario Odyssey, you already talked about. It's fun. Awesome. Uh, for me, I have a very, very busy month. I played a lot of different games. Yeah. Uh, I beat the Fractured Butthole. Um, so that was phenomenal. I was talking about earlier. Still trucking on Madden 18. I'm probably going to bring up Madden 18 for a whole year. Have or you at least beat until the story? franchises. Yeah, I beat the okay. story. Why are you playing still? I got to play some franchises. Got to leave my team in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm in the playoffs. So, playoffs. I'll talk about I'll let you know if I win the Super Bowl next month. Um, very tough matchup. Yeah, so. and your quarterback got hurt. Well, yeah, well, he's, he it was he only bruised his elbow. Uh, yeah, How stupid is that? You can leave a game for a bruised elbow. Freaking bull crap. Yeah, what a dead whip. by daylight made its return. See, I played this and I was done with it. Yeah. See, you're full I of it. Ju- I've jumped the shit. Hey, that white suit should be brown suit with all the oh, crap wow. you're spewing. Wow. Um, so listen here. It's not, it's not in the game. <laughs> dead by daylight. It was good. I it, they fixed the servers. Um, praise God, they fixed the servers. And they uh, gave us Freddy Krueger. Gave it? Is he free? No. Uh, <laughs> I so they, they handed it they to you. Sold they sold us. They Here's my thing. I won't buy How do they have the audacity to have the servers in their multiplayer only game not work for well, months on end? And then they sell you DLC. <laughs> hey, look. I'm playing the game again. It's all matters. I put 45 <laughs> hours in this. I'm, I'm excited to keep playing. Dead by Daylight is a fun, janky Game. You hate this game. I, I play it. You with hate these guys. Game. It is so frustrating and unbalanced, but it's fun. But it's like Mario Kart. You know, like when you get hit by the blue shell in Mario Kart, yeah. and it's like I can't give me some way to evade this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's and I like hate the it's like I don't that. Like the timing mechanic. Yeah, I'm it, having to power up. It's like it. oh. Dead by Daylight is kind of like that. 
um, but just constant. Um, but when you do get away and you it's so worth it, there are very few things that give you like the rush, like when you get away from the killer because it's so unbalanced. Yeah, Um, but yeah, I uh, Super Mario Odyssey thumbs up, and then I picked up one of my all time favorite games, Earthbound, again on my newly acquired SNES Mini. That yeah. I was able to get my hands on. Um, so Earthbound, my lovely, I get to play you again. I'm so excited. So it's been great. Funny thing on Earthbound. Yeah. Me and Travis went to a concert recently. Yeah. <laughs> and the what? concert starts. I don't think I've told you about this. No. The concert starts, and we even talked about you during this. And they just have a projector screen. And up comes the Earthbound logo. And I was thinking like, oh, shoot, they're going to just have like a short little like video yeah. or whatever. The concert starts, the Earthbound, they hit start, they hit new game. Someone is either playing it backstage yeah, or on YouTube. They play the game the whole The whole concert. concert. They're just playing. My what? Heart. They're battling, going they're battling, the they're going, they're going, they're talking just to people. Playing they're the playing. Game. It's a full uninterrupted gameplay of this guy playing. It was yeah. Mac DeMarco. And, it, and it actually, Mac DeMarco is a freaking awesome, awesome singer. Sorry, right. if, you, if you're into rock, kind of just chill yeah, rock and roll. Great live performance. Yeah, great live performance. And you can see her But like, there were even moments where like the game kind of stopped. I think the guy like might have gone and like yeah, go pee take a leak or yeah. grab a sandwich and then he picked back up and so, but they made no mention of it. I, yeah, that was, I would have went. Yeah. I would have went that, just that to watch Earthbound. It was just did the music, did the music cool go with thing. it? No, there were a couple times where it? it it was unintentional. I'm sure, but like he like he would sing something like going to the corner, and like the the guy would be really? like, well, it was unintentional. <laughs> yeah. I believe that fully, but yeah. like it, it it just fit though. Like the the kind of like it was very kind of like tremolo-y, kind of like very chill, kind of spacey kind of thing. Yeah. And it fit really well with the Earthbound gameplay. is that kind of game. I want to get to that eventually. Now, but, I liked Undertale, and it looks like Undertale at points. So, it, Earthbound is kind of well, really inspired by If Undertale. you love Undertale, yeah. you'll, you, yeah. Earthbound is yeah. what Undertale is, but just a little classic. Well, here's the thing. I talked about this earlier. I have to talk about this game. Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Guys, you're not big Resident Evil guys, are you? No, not really. I have never played one. Resident Evil 4 might be... It is definitely my top five favorite games I've ever played. Yeah. Like, I, I it, it immediately... I'm surprised by that. It immediately... And I went in even kind of like, okay, a lot of people say this game's great. It immediately leapfrogged so many other games. It, I put it up there with Demon Souls. I put it up there with my favorites of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. I mm. put it up there with um, Ocarina of Time. Resident Evil 4 is the most perfectly paced action game Maybe that I've ever played. Yeah. It is wow. a game that when you turn it on, as soon as you get the ball rolling, meaning you get through the very first kind of section, you immediately, it's like this thing that is just pulling you along and you just continually, you get addicted to the sounds of the way the menu sound. You get addicted <laughs> to managing the inventory. You get addicted. There's so they always, you. Yeah. It is kind of like a hypnotizing thing where like you get into <laughs> wow. it and it's like you, you, the you move you through these one. scenarios and you, you make progress so quickly and you're just into cool boss fight after cool boss fight into cool area great like music in the save area there's this great merchant that's like what do you buy what are you buying buying? (laughs) and you just like you just get pulled along and the gameplay it is 
it is it is perfect stealth like not stealth but like survival yeah. horror and that it it can be intense and there are things occasionally that startle you but it is not scary and that was the biggest thing that I didn't expect was I thought it would be scary it's not a scary game it is a goofy Japanese action game yeah. And you'll be, like, moving through. There's a point where, like, you're going through, like, a castle. And there's, like, a midget who keeps calling you on, like, this codec. And he's like, I'm going to get you, Leon. And and it's just, like, goofy. Like, he would call you and you'd have long conversations. It reminded me of Metal Gear Solid. And there is a companion that you're, like, for about a third of the game off and on that you're trying to help. And you're trying to save her. And she is helpful. Normally when you're doing escort missions, it's like a big mess. And this girl is not a mess. She's helpful. If you need her to come to you, you just tell her she runs She runs to you. She can hold her own when you're fighting people. Um, it reminded me, honestly, of Ico in a lot of ways in that you're in these big areas that kind of, kind of like connect into each other. And you're with this girl and you're trying to get her through. And there's people that are trying to grab her and take her away. And all I can say is... This has given me such an interest to play the other Resident Evil games. Although I feel like four is nothing like any of the other Resident mm-hmm. Evil games, yeah. so I kind of feel five like maybe similar. You might like five, I, and that was the thing is I've heard five, five is really similar from a gameplay perspective, but it's kind of more just fun to play co-op than single you, player. So I purchased Resident Evil Five for me and Jake here because it was three bucks on sale for us to play co-op. But um, I, I cannot say enough good things about that game. Just the the reload animations and yeah. the headshots and it it just took so many things that I love about so many other games, and yeah. it it kind of condensed them into I remember, one. I remember when that came out uh, in oh four oh four yeah, yeah. yeah. oh four. I remember like it was weird at the time because they were like, "Hey, uh, that's GameCube only." Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like, "What the? F- this is a kid's console." You know what I mean? It was yeah. the weirdest kid's console that came out. So I, I I gotta say. I, I urge you two to play it. I, will, I think I will, you will it's really... It's on my list of things. Here's just, the thing. Yes, the very beginning of that game, there was like a chainsaw guy that like... That's what scared me when I first started that, it, that What that does is it sets the tone as far as an intensity. Yeah. But you very quickly get your feet under you to where you know how to manage situations. And um, I, I urge anyone to play that game. I think that is a... Put it in a museum, Shadow of the Colossus level kind of game. Oh, man. I think it's amazing. I loved it so much. So I played Resident Evil 4 and loved it. Awesome. I also played Doom 2016, which is a game. I played some multiplayer. I played the first level a while back. Um, that game was awesome. Yeah. Um, I really, really, really loved that campaign. It's one of the rare games that as soon as I finished it, I just started it back over again wow. and wanted to try to get the collectibles. And I made it about a third of the way back through the game um, on a harder difficulty. Um, I think that that game, enough, I mean, we've all heard, you know, it's very action, it doesn't yeah. waste your time with story, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think the one thing that I really, really, really appreciated about that game is that all of the weapons were useful. Yeah, and a lot of times in first-person shooters, you've got all these different weapons. You only use a couple. You hoard your ammo. I really just let loose in Doom. I didn't hoard my ammo. I tried to do everything. I tried to expend all my ammo because the game was very good about giving it back to you. And I would enter these arenas, and I felt like I was on a multiplayer map. Yeah, and that was the thing that really hooked me was in a lot of games when you go through levels, especially first-person shooters, it's like couple hallways or like you're up and you're you're shooting down at people on the street through windows 
In this game, it was like a playground. Like you would enter a new area and you just see like gravity things that launch you up in the yeah. air and you see like and and I played that game like I was playing a set of multiplayer matches and uh had a blast with it. So Doom twenty sixteen was great. And the last game that I started up this month is me and my girlfriend got Stardew Valley on the Switch. Which um, Stardew Valley is one of those games where it's kind of like an Animal Crossing type. Like yeah. you yeah. get a farm, and it was one of those games that always looked fun to me, but it didn't look like something I would buy on my PC and sit at my PC and play. But to me, I was like Switch handheld. That makes perfect sense, and uh, it did. Yeah, after putting about five hours into it, my girlfriend has actually really taken to it and like run with it to where I come and play now, and <laughs> she's like. I went to the dance and I <laughs> met this person. That's and cool. then, here's the thing about Stardew Valley: it takes me back to those old Game Boy Advance games where, like, it simulates real life, where like you go to sleep and there's like a calendar and yeah. everybody's on like a schedule. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm really a big fan of what that game is, yeah. and and I don't know that I'm going to really get the chance to really dive into it. But it's like a set of seasons, and you're like growing your crop, and it's just really nice balance of like you can mine things, you can build up your farm, it's you relaxing, can get involved in the social aspects, yeah. But it's just relaxing, um, and I really see the appeal to that game, and I think that it's it it feels like a real tangible place with real NPCs. When I open up the list of NPCs, like when I first started playing, I was thinking, oh, there's probably like ten people in this town. Yeah. It's like boom, <laughs> like. Oh, the guy that runs the museum and the guy that lives down by the lake yeah. and the girl that runs the aerobics class. And, like, <laughs> dude, just, like, tons of people. But they all have, like, really distinct faces. And they all, like, immediately when you talk to them, there's, like, the girl that has, like, an attitude and she's, like, goth-looking. And there's, like, yeah. the guy that's shy and he's just trying to, like keep his little store afloat and they're like married and people have kids is and fighting in that game because I, I watched a little when i was downloading yeah. footage for this episode or whatever i saw something where they're hitting somebody with yeah. a sword and i was like i didn't know there was yeah basically we played that game for about five hours and then we were, we got a quest that was like hey um go mining so we were like okay there's a mine up here so we went down in this mine and we start mining, and we're hitting the rocks, and then it was cool. We hit a rock, and it revealed a ladder. So we're like, okay, we'll go down here. And then, like, these monsters started coming out. <laughs> and then we found a sword, and this guy's like, you need to use this sword on these monsters. <laughs> so it became almost like a 2D Zelda, like, yeah. where you're swinging your sword. Cool. And, and so it's one of those games where, like, whatever you're into, you yeah. can kind of get into it. And there's a, a strong enough economy to where you can kind of make some money and progress that way. Um there are a couple little things. The UI is clunky, yeah. um, and I don't know if that's a Switch problem or if that's like if it's an awkward transfer from the PC over. Yeah. Uh, uh, my girlfriend inadvertently canceled out like three quests in a row, and that game once you cancel a quest, it's gone. Like you're not getting <laughs> it back. So like there was a lady who had like lost her axe, and we were exploring. We found her axe, and then we tried to give it to her, but like. She had accidentally canceled out the quest, and we just have this axe now that we can't sell, so we could throw it in the trash or, you know, leave it in our inventory. So, now, is there an end to this game where you just keep playing? I don't know the answer to that. I'm assuming there probably is an end. Um, the thing that I've only scraped the surface is they do a great job as far as what keeps you engaged. Of there's like a calendar, so when you go into the town square, there's a calendar. And it puts, like, people's birthdays on there. Yeah. So, like, every week there'll be two two or three different people's birthdays. So you can try and get them gifts and give them to them. And that way you can get quests. 
but it's like the game of never-ending rabbit holes. Yeah. To where, like, you give this person a birthday gift because that was something you wanted to do. And then they're like, hey, here's this abandoned community center. You should go in there and, like, kill the animals that are, like, the, the or the mean monsters that are in there. But <laughs> then, you kill the, then you kill the mean monsters and it's like, hey, we should paint these walls. And then, like, but, so it seems like cool. it's like the never-ending set of rabbit holes of, yeah. like, boom, there's a can of worms. Boom. But not like yeah. it's work, but, like, it's more to do. I think that there is kind of like an arc for the town because uh, it kind of reminds me of, of Twin Peaks in a way of like there's all these really unique little characters that, and there's a bar that everybody hangs out at and socializes. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of Majora's Mask in a way in that everybody has their own set of things oh, yeah. that they're doing. But I think that there's an overarching story because the big backdrop is your grandfather left you this farm as like a hey – when you get tired of modern life, this will be waiting for you. It's like that's how the game starts is your grandfather tells you when you're tired of modern life, this will be waiting for you. So then that's the first scene. And the second scene is you're – it's like at a generic office like typing away. Yeah. And like it's just going down the rows of office workers and like your character like looks down and opens a drawer and it's the thing that he gave you. And you open yeah. it up and it's a key to a farm at Stardew Valley. So that's how the game starts is you arrive on this farm and it feels like the pilot of an episode because your farm is like a mess. Like there are weeds (laughs) and rocks everywhere and everybody in the town is like – Everybody in the town is like clued into all these like – there's a fall festival I on the Thursday. Ending, the ending is like yeah. he gets he picks one last week. And yeah, like, screw this. Yeah, and he goes back to the well, back to what, the cubicle. But what, how they immediately hook you is is you arrive in this town where it's like it feels completely removed from modern life. But this giant thing called Jaja Mart, which in the city you worked for Jaja Mart, there is a Jaja Mart being built on the edge of the town. So that's kind of like the setup is like there's this town that's that is completely removed from regular life, but you move here and at the same time this this new mart is being built there. You never get there's actually an owner of there's a manager of that mart who writes you know writes letters and so I think it's going to be kind of this weird like interesting statement on like final bosses yeah yeah Jaja Binks and and they kind of are playing with the gray area so I think that there's going to be kind of an arc for the town itself and within that will be all of these individual arcs of the individual characters so it's a it's a game that I feel like you can kind of pick it up and it's not one that you pick it up and you binge it and you beat it. I think it's more of a comfort game that you kind of go yeah, back it to. Yeah, that way too. So, um, I, I have strong, I have pretty high opinions of it. I'm looking forward to playing it some more, but that's it for me. Well, well, thank you for watching the Dweebros podcast. Join us next month and then we have a, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what happened just there. Uh, um, Nacho approves of you guys doing this podcast. And this is going to be two months away, but just mark us on your calendars. It's going to be a huge freaking podcast. End of the year. Our Christmas slash end of the year podcast. Awards, Christmas. It's going to be. Hey, you know the Game game Awards? You know how uh, Jeff Keighley almost married Kojima? We're going to get, like, some marriage stuff maybe involved. I don't know what's going to happen. It's hey, going to be nuts. Are you uh, And then, uh... Yeah, go on, go on. I was going to say, uh, follow the Twitter. We'll be back next month. Twitter. And live stream Sunday. Live streams on Sunday. And uh, check our stream just recently from the Paris Conference. That should be up on YouTube already. But my question is, are you still hungover? 
Can you give us a dance? Yeah, can you do can, the crash dance? Can you dance? do it? Ice <laughs> <laughs> crash dance. Oh, you're crashed. You're oh. crashed. <laughs> that's, that's, that's basically He's still it. drunk. He never got. He never got finished. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! And come back with a 